Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. I'm excited to share that Solomon's Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solomon's Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solomon's Talk TV below to watch now. Today I'm speaking with Lisa M. McKenzie. She runs a health and wellness lifestyle company in which she helps helps people to overcome health issues with organic natural products, eliminate toxins in their bodies and homes, and to support American-made products, as well as mentoring people in her industry to find their own individual version of success. I like that. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Jan. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. Okay. I wanted to do that because I've always wanted to do that, to read the bio, you know, but I, I just always get so nervous I just jump into it so <laughs> thank you it helps everybody yeah. understand who they're about to All right, to. so yeah right and what we're gonna hear lots of interesting stuff and being this is a, a show for solo moms we can cover as much as time allows so yeah we're, I'm good I should also mention that Lisa is a solo mom and as I do with all my guests I'm going to ask Lisa when you were a solo mom how did that happen what happened yes So I actually have been a solo mom since my children were age two and five years old. You know, and I'm always very transparent about this. And that is that when I chose the man that I married, I chose from a business decision. I had accomplished a lot of goals in my life. And the one thing I hadn't accomplished was to have children. So I chose somebody that fit really well right there, but he probably wasn't the best person for me to be married to, quite honestly. So predictably, Mm -hmm. our marriage ended when my children were quite young. And a lot of it was around, um, we just had not established the foundation and come to terms with what our life would look like once we had a family. So once the children you know, were around, we had very differing views of what that should look like. So my uh, children's father was 
not very present in their lives when they were quite young. And then um, unfortunately, he passed away when they were just a little bit older at the ages of seven and Mm. 10. And um, so I actually really, truly have been a solo mom for my children's entire lives. And for those of you women that are in this situation, and maybe your children are very young, I can tell you my children are now 19 years old and 22 years old. And we've been a little threesome for all of that time. And they've turned out really well. And they're really happy. So anyone can do this. Um, You know, I think when we're in the situation of being alone, whether you have a partner or another parent that co-parents with you or whatever your situation is, I think one of the things that we as women do is feel like we're not doing enough or Mm -hmm. we're not doing well enough with it. And I just want to assure everyone here that you're probably doing a thousand times better job of raising your children than you think you are because the biggest thing is just to let them know you love them. Yeah, that's so true. But it's so difficult, right? I mean, we all struggle with that one thing. Yes. I, even now, my my youngest is like twenty five. I still wonder what did I where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we do the best we can for sure. Yeah, a constant battle. So tell me, what has been your biggest struggle raising your children, basically alone? So so what what did that look like? That big one thing that really stuck out for you as a struggle? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Jen, has been when it, anytime that it came to making significant decisions, and that might have been significant decisions about health, it might have been, you know, about their schooling, it might have been about medical issues, it might have been about financial issues, it might have been about discipline when they uh-huh. didn't do what they were supposed to do, but but decision-making has was really the biggest challenge for me because when you are the only person making really, really big decisions, it's a huge responsibility. And to not have somebody, and of course, we all have parents, brothers and sisters, friends, other people that we can consult with about our decisions, but none of those people are as invested in what's in the best interest of your children as you, as their parent is. And so Uh for me, just that moment at times where I had to go, well, (laughs) I'm all I got here and I got to go with my gut. That really probably was the biggest struggle and challenge for me. Yeah, I can see that. It's a scary thing, you know, to know that the responsibility lies on you and you don't have that trust in yourself that you're making the right decisions. So yeah. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. What brought you to, we're going to talk about your career and what you do for yourself as well as for others. What brought you to thinking about organic, natural, not just food, but our environment on a whole? Yeah. What brought you That's, to that? It's It's been a bit of a journey for me. Okay. And a lot of it really was around just getting educated and, you know, starting to learn about how to take best take care of myself. Because when you are a solo mom, you want to be very, very conscious of your health, making sure mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you're around for your children's lives and long term. And also that you're able to keep up with them and, you know, spend time with them and do all the things that they love to do. And so health has always been really, really important to me. And there came a time in my life where I really wanted to make sure that I was creating the most healthy self um, that I could as well as Mm -hmm. giving that gift to my children. So my journey really started out with learning about foods and, you know, my children when they were young, and I do not say this to make anyone feel guilty whatsoever, but my children didn't ever really experience fast food, for example. So my daughter was four years old and we were driving down the road one day and we passed a McDonald's 
And she looks, she says, oh, look, mommy, it's the Play-Doh store because somebody <laughs> had given her as a gift a McDonald's Play-Doh set where you made, you know, McDonald's French fries and things out of Play-Doh. And so my children just were never really exposed to processed foods or fast foods and things like that. Just because I believe that what we put in our bodies is how we really care for ourselves and trying our mm-hmm. best to take in, you know, whole unprocessed organic foods is really, really important. So that's that kind of started my journey, um, and it's something that I've been passionate about since both my children were very, very young. Then I started getting a little more familiar with what you put on your body, so making sure that the products that we're using, shampoos, soaps, lotions, skincare, cosmetics, were free of you know chemicals and some of the things that can not only harm our skin, but harm the environment. And you know, uh-huh. it's amazing how many times you talk to people and they say they have sensitive skin, and I used to yeah. think I sensitive skin too, until I learned that what was causing the sensitivity was the chemicals I was putting on my skin. Mm -hmm. So once I started switching to natural, organic products that I put on myself, my skin suddenly got a lot better. And then I even took it a step further um, as I started to learn about the very products that we have in our homes. Because of course, the things we put on our bodies include soaps, lotions, um, shampoos, that sort of thing. But the things that we have in our homes that we're using to take care of our homes are actually also very toxic to us and loaded with chemicals. And one of the Uh things that I found very scary about that is that this is an industry that is not regulated. So there are no federal regulations or state regulations around what these manufacturers can put into their products. There's also no regulation around disclosure. So unless somebody, Uh you know, has like a chemistry degree, they don't really know when they read the ingredients of some of these products that it's literally poison in them. So while it's important to care for what goes in our body and on our body, if we're surrounding ourselves with toxins, then we're also creating dangers for ourselves. And so I have really shifted to a completely toxin-free environment in my home with respect to household cleaners, detergents, dish detergents, um, as well as all of the products that we use, you know, personal care products. And even um, most of the foods that are in our home are, you know, designed to be completely natural and toxin-free. And that makes me you know, I feel like I'm doing the absolute best I can do and giving giving my family a good start anyway, a good a good foundation. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, like a three prong approach, right? To yeah. Health, really. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, great stuff. And do yeah. you teach others how to do that or is this something you personally um, yeah. are involved in? I, Jen, I spend most of my life talking to other people about this and the importance of it. And a lot of it really okay. is education. You know, mm-hmm. most people just aren't aware um, that, you know, these, these things are in these products. And, and so this way, again, I never want anybody to feel like they've done something bad. We don't know. And the reason we don't know is because the manufacturers of these products don't want us to know. Um, Mm -hmm. they don't want us to know what chemicals they're adding to our foods. They don't want us to know what chemicals they're adding to our household products because they are all, you know, intertwined with each other. And unfortunately Uh when disease results from these things that go into our bodies and around us, then these same companies benefit through the medicine. Or chemicals. 
questions that more chemicals that the pharmaceutical companies give them to quote unquote get yeah. better. And it's just kind of a rolling stone. So my passion really is talking with people about this, helping them understand. And then obviously people make the choices for themselves. I, I yes. would never want anyone to feel badly that they make other choices, but I do think it's important that people understand the reality of, of what's yes. around us. I find that most people, when they understand it, definitely want to make a change and make a difference. And yeah. there are many yeah, ways to do true. that that are cost effective. You know, people say, oh, I can't afford to do this. I can't afford to do that. There really are many ways to do it that are quite cost effective. Yeah, there, there are many ways to do it. And that that's something, it's a matter of priority, I think. When it comes to buying stuff, it's a matter of priority. What is more important to you? And I think that's how you should make your choice once you're educated about that. Yes, you're, you're 100% yeah. right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, sure. And thank you for sharing that with us. And switching gears, one of the topics that get me a little excited sometimes <laughs> is about leaving your job. I, I saw that and I thought, hmm, that sounds very interesting to me as someone who think about corporate America a lot. And so I have a question for you. Sure. What made you leave corporate America and what kept you from going back? Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics, Jen. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Leaving corporate America, believe it or not, was not 100% my choice. I had a very successful career. I was the vice president of sales and marketing for a company in the consumer goods industry, the very industry that I now realize is poisoning so many of us. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I loved my job. When my daughter was born, which everybody now knows was 22 years ago, when my daughter was born, I traveled five days a week in my, as in my career. And after my daughter was born, I realized pretty quickly that I was not going to want to or really be able to be traveling five days a week. So yeah. after having, um, maternity leave for about six weeks, I I just came to terms with the fact that this wasn't going to work for me. So I went to the company that I worked for and I made a proposal. And the proposal essentially was that I step back from my role into a role that would keep me in a regional office. I came with a proposal in which I would help to find my replacement for my job and, you know, really work with them to make sure that this was done seamlessly. And they didn't like that idea so much, so much so that they told me that I clearly wasn't committed to the company and they just went ahead and terminated me. Wow. So, um, so I suddenly found myself unemployed. Now, of course, I'm sure there are lots of well-educated women listening that realize you can't really do that. So we we did uh, get, get all the details worked out there. So it wasn't a horrible ending. And after that, that, I simply never wanted to go back to corporate America in any way, shape, or form. I got a little uh -huh. bored about two months or three months in, and I started my own business, my first business of my own, my first entrepreneurial um, endeavor. That was a fitness business for specifically for new moms. And I lived in Chicago at the time. So new mothers with little babies would come, bring their babies in their strollers. And we had about eight locations throughout the city of Chicago where we would do a fitness oh. routine that in, incorporated the babies and the strollers. And my mission there, my passion has always been helping people. My mission there was to help women like myself who 
had, you know, this new role in life and who were struggling, whether it was physically, mentally, emotionally, or in their careers to give them an outlet. And I absolutely loved um, what I did with that business. And that was the beginning. Yeah, of that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. So I never looked back. I just, you know, I loved being able to call my own shots. I, I'm a creator. I love building things. I love creating things. I love designing things that will help people. This was also the beginning of my journey to understanding um, the importance of natural, organic, chemical-free foods and products um, because I started to really understand um, what what was in some of the food products and what was best for people as I you know in, went down this journey of, of helping women to um, achieve a level of fitness, mental, emotional, and physical fitness after the birth of their children. And since then, yeah. I've started and grown probably eight different businesses and uh, just had a great time with all of them because that that's what I love. I love I love creating and doing things that will help people. Right, right. And then you, you look like you're enjoying your life now. And sometimes it takes a kick in the pants, I like to say, for yes. us to actually realize our full potential because we kind of hold on to what we have now. Yeah, that is absolutely so, right, Jen. And, you know, it's yeah. interesting because um, I think right now what, what happened to me in a very small scale is happening to a lot of people in the world, not, not those specific circumstances, uh-huh. but there is this phenomenon that I've been studying quite carefully of people leaving the United States workforce. About 5% yeah. of our workforce or 20 million people have left their jobs since May of this year, 2021. And the reason is because of these things, you know, people discovered during COVID that they liked working from home. Now they're not allowed uh-huh. to work from home. They might have to go back to the workforce. And a lot of people don't uh-huh. care for being told what to do in the workforce, being told what yes. to wear, what hours to come, these sorts of things. Many people, unfortunately, are being told that they must be vaccinated to come back to work. And some people don't agree with that. So there is uh-huh. this phenomenon of people wanting to create a life for themselves that fits their values and their family, just yes. as I did 22 years ago. And their employers basically yeah. saying, no, can't do it. And so people are making the choice to leave. Yes. And, you know, I think the number one thing that keeps people from making that choice to leave is fear. And, yeah. and it's, it's a reasonable, rational fear. And for someone to overcome that fear is a massive, massive step. Yes, that's true. And I think a lot of the reasons people are leaving as well, apart from the purpose-driven desires, is that I think a lot of people are realizing that the, the ton of money that we're told we need to buy stuff you know to keep this cycle going is not necessary that you could live a fulfilled life on less than you were told you needed and I, yes. I think that's one of the big things too yes that's a very very yeah. big thing I believe that one of the greatest lessons that has come out of the last goodness going on two years of this pandemic is that many many things that we were told had to be a certain way don't have yes. to be yep. we are seeing it in so many ways and shapes and forms and I think people are really picking up on that. People are also realizing that there are many, many ways to earn money. It's not just mm-hmm. going in, driving to an office and spending eight or 10 hours of your day engrossed in that job. That's not the only way to earn money. There's so many ways for people to earn money. And I think yes. that people are becoming more aware of those. And heck, if you can do it while watching a movie with your children, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, it's great stuff. Thank you. And we're going to move on. On to the next, your next skill uh, experience. I'm looking for the word, but I can't find it. <laughs> 
I guess because you've created so many businesses, you have the the knowledge and, and expertise. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. To talk to us, women, single women, women with children, how to run her business, you know, how to start different strategies to use. So what's your number one tip for someone like us in a business? Yeah, my number one tip for someone either looking to start a business or maybe you've started one and it's not quite fulfilling you is to follow your passion. Um, Mm. Sometimes it takes a little time to find what you're really passionate about in life. But once you find your passion, if you start to follow it, whatever you do will be tremendously successful. For me, it's helping people. For some people, it's educating about a certain thing. For some people, it's money and that's okay. I never want anyone to Mm -hmm. feel like it can't be money, but find your passion and start to follow your passion. And that's really, really key. You know, there are some logistical things that are important to do if you're starting your own business. One, of course, is financial. Mm -hmm. You've got to be responsible and make sure that you can cover your bills with what you're going to do. I actually had this conversation with someone the other day who, you know, wanted to know how she could leave her job. And so we talked about finances and how much money she had set aside and what her monthly expenses were. And I, I like for people to try to have a cushion of six months of their monthly household expenses set aside before they make their decision mm-hmm. to leave their job and start a business. As you mentioned earlier, there are many ways that people can find to reduce their living expenses. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. we think we need that we don't need and we can do without. Right. There are also a lot of ways to save money. And, you know, again, some of the things we've talked about will actually save people money. I love that the way that I purchase all the products for my house keeps me from having to go to Target or Walmart where we inevitably spend twice as much as we intended to spend Mm -hmm. going. So there's lots of ways people can do that. So I think that the emotional part of stepping out to start your own business is really getting to the the core of your passion. The secondary part is um, logistically make sure that you can keep the bills paid while you're in the process of getting something started. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you very much. And how how can someone get in touch with you um, should they need your service? Yeah, I would love to connect with people. Um, You can find me on social media on Facebook and on Instagram. Lisa McKenzie is my name on both. My link tree is Lisa McKenzie Live, L-I-V-E. So if you go to link tree Lisa McKenzie Live, that'll take you to um, one, a little, uh, a great little guide on top 10 ways you can make your home toxin free. That's a free guide that people can request from me. There's also a form, a quick form questionnaire that people can fill out if they'd like to schedule a session with me to talk a little bit more Mm -hmm. about whatever it is they want to do, whether it's cleaning up their food or their life or their house or um, going into business for themselves. I love to help people with that. So those are some ways that people can get in touch with me and I'd love to hear from them. Yeah, that would be great. And I'll put uh, all those links in the show notes so they can get it from the podcast as well. All right. So what is Lisa grateful for today? Oh, you know, Jen, every day I wake up and I start with three things that I'm grateful for. Today, it's having my family at home with me. Both of my children are home. My son goes to school Mm -hmm. in another state. My daughter has started her own life. They're both home with me for the holidays. And I'm very, very grateful for that. As well as I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to impact lives. Um, You know, I had three people this morning reach out to me to share with me how something that we've been working on together had changed their lives in a magnificently wonderful way. And that just, it fills my heart with gratitude when that happens. So, yeah. Great. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for coming and talking to me today. Uh, I always enjoy talking to ladies who are 
are doing lots of good things in the world. So thank you. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to continuing to connect with you. Sure, definitely. You know, even being a solo mom myself, I'm always amazed at the resilience and determination of moms raising children alone. Are you struggling and feel like a rat in a wheel? And do you feel like your dreams are moving further and further away from you? Maybe it's time to get serious about setting some concrete goals for your life. I know finding the time to focus on setting goals can paralyze you into inaction. That's why I created goal-setting strategies that work for solo moms. It's a six-part course to help you finally set concrete goals for the things you desire for yourself and your family. So use the link below to join the waitlist for goal-setting strategies that work for solo moms today. Because your dreams are too important to leave the chance. Hello solo moms, as a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.